Ayo, message heavy, don't prime show, they not ready. Race against the time like four wheels and ends ready. Keep it steady, beat it hard and they barely give them ears and hear the truth when the life flow confetti. Yeah, message heavy, don't prime show, they not ready. Race against the time like four wheels and ends ready. Keep it steady, beat it hard and they barely give them ears and hear the truth when the life flow confetti. Just a flip of the watch, it's game time. Game time, time, time. Flip of the watch, it's game time. Game vibes, just a flip of the watch, it's game time. Game time, 20. What's up and welcome to the first episode of season three here on the 520 Collective Podcast. We are on the Trackstars Podcast Network uh, and it is... 520 Collective, where music meets ministry and the indie artist takes center stage. Uh, my name is Eric Boston, and for this first episode of Season 3, I am joined by 520 staff member Jeremy Fleetwood. You might know Jeremy, maybe you don't. He runs a, a lot of our social media accounts. Uh, he also you know, hangs out with us in the different chat groups and stuff that we have, so super thrilled for him to be here with us on this episode. What's up, Jeremy? Hey guys, what's up? Doing great. Excited to be here on the first one of the year. For sure, for sure. And guys, this episode is being sponsored by Light. He is a Christian rapper from North Carolina, and his latest single, Gonna Last, is available now across digital outlets. With a West Coast summer vibe, Gonna Last brings a little heat, even when it may be chilly outside. With a Christ-centered message, the track remains relatable and reminds everyone that Jesus is popping. Make sure to follow and support Light on Twitter at 252Light. So like I said, guys, I am Eric Boston. You can catch me on social medias. Uh, on Twitter, I am at EricBoston3. That's at EricBoston and the number three. So make sure you hit me up there. Jeremy, where can folks find you at? I'm primarily on Instagram, so at Jeremy underscore Fleetwood. I do pretty much all of my uh, Christian rap things there, but I am on Twitter as well, Fleetwood83. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Like we said, Jeremy, you run, uh, man, seems like kind of everything for us on the social media in there at 520. Why don't you uh, let the folks know if they're not following us where they can follow us at? Yes, we're on all three, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all under 520CHH. Um, I do pretty much, you are talking to me if you message us on Instagram. I'm normally the one on Twitter. There's, you know, Eric and Nate, sometimes me, but Instagram, I'm pretty much the sole, the solely one that does the social media. But yeah, anytime hit us up. We'll love to share your stuff. We have promo packages as well. Yeah, man. And if you're interested in those promo packages, guys, make sure you hit up 520collective.com now. Check out the great uh, promo offers that we have available to promote your content. Also, check out the latest post that's happening there. there we, we have a lot of stuff going up. We have a lot of things planned for 2021 as we hit the new year. Um, so check it out for articles of course music posts uh reviews lots of great content guys 520collective.com 
And if you want to jump in, be a part of the 520 Collective Podcast here in 2021, make sure you hit us up on Anchor. It's anchor.fm slash 520-collective. Again, that is anchor.fm slash 520-collective. You can go on there, leave us a voicemail. Uh, yeah, we may be able to feature you in a future episode of the podcast. So make sure you do that for us. We'd love to hear from you. And guys, I just want to make sure to give a big shout out. This uh, episode is also being sponsored by the new song, I Ride With Jesus by Chris Nunn. That is N-U-N-N. Uh, the track is a proclamation of authority and taking sides with Jesus in a time that seems increasingly against him. The song is meant to provoke courage, to walk out our faith, and to be a counterculture, not a subculture. So check out Chris Nunn. The single, again, is I Ride With Jesus. So shout out to our sponsors for this episode. Glad that you guys rocked with us here on the first episode of Season 3. Jeremy, I'm going to tell you what, man. It's crazy that we're already on our third year of the podcast, third year of the platform. Man, it's just flying by, dude. Yeah, it really has flown by. I mean, it just feels like... You know, just the other day, we're talking about how we can reach people and how we can start this and what to do. And now it's three years in, you know, it's unbelievable how much it's grown. For sure, man. And of course, you know, a a new year for 520 means just a new year in general. Uh, Obviously, man, we got out of 2020, a lot of crazy stuff happening there. Uh, What's your 2021 started off like, man? Oh, it's pretty good. I mean... Down here in, in Midland, Texas, where I'm at, I told you earlier, uh, it snowed twice, which is a big ordeal here because it doesn't snow that much in Texas. And, you know, it seems to be like, you know, hopefully this year will uh, be more kind to us than last year, I guess you could say. Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. I, I mean, that's the hope, dude. I mean, there's a lot of craziness going on. All I can say is... Um, you know, pray for our country, pray for, you know, God's people, you know, just pray for each other, man, you know, keep, keep it all lifted because there's a lot of stuff happening that's not in any of our control, um, but we don't have to let that deter us from, you know, the blessings that we have available. I mean, I think that's one thing that was encouraging to me, Jeremy, we talk about, you know, we, we, we live a lot on social media, right, but the one cool thing that i kind of took a little solace in over this past year is seeing guys within the christian hip-hop space you know hitting their social medias and saying hey as rough as this year has been uh you know there's been a lot of blessings you know a lot of them have said this was my best year as an artist um and and i don't think that was by chance man you know i know for sure that uh god knows where we are at he knows what we're going through he knows what's happening um you know not everything that happens is something that he wants to see but i mean it's obviously part of a bigger plan and we may not get it but definitely definitely encouraging to see people with messages like that that you know throughout 2020 uh you know just of of hope and, and and those messages of hey you know this has been a really a great year for me when i really stop and think about it man um, did you notice that kind of conversation happening i mean it seems like i saw it pretty often honestly yeah i did uh i'm trying to think of it but i did see something where you know uh 2020 has been like a uh a year where we have had to face so many different challenges 
with the kids at home and the, you know, us being quarantined, like, and like, we still got through it though. And we still, you know, made it out where, you know, we're taking on these different roles as parents now, you know, having to like kind of teach the kids and then just with them, us being together a lot more, which I think might've been a good thing. I mean, cause really you, we work and the kids go to school, you know, now this, this year, a lot of people, their families had more time to be together, you know, almost like and then another year, you know, you wouldn't maybe not be like that. So maybe, I don't know, it's like it's better in that right. aspect. For sure. For sure. Well, man, you know, like we said, new year, uh, we got some new stuff happening around 520 man i'm excited um actually i just thought of something that we didn't even put on our list that we might want to hit on but the first thing i want to do is give a big shout out to our guy picasso ramirez uh man i can't say enough about this dude jeremy i, I hope he listens and i hope he uh, appreciates it man like if you guys don't know um if you've checked out 520collective.com uh since ar- around the beginning of september we launched a new version of the website and our guy Picasso was fully responsible for that. He built that thing from scratch. Well, now I want to give a shout out to him because you might've heard a little something different at the beginning of the podcast that you maybe haven't, haven't heard before. And that is, we have a new custom original theme song for the podcast. And that was done by our guy Picasso, man. So, um, big shout out to Picasso. You know, he, he's, you know, been grinding as an artist for a lot of years. Definitely has that throwback vibe. Uh, but it's, I, you know, I really appreciate his music, man. I think he's very gifted. Um, and so he brought a little bit of that flavor, a little bit of his style to the, to the intro for the show, man. So definitely appreciate him. Yeah. Big thanks to him and everything he's been doing. Uh, with you know the website songs, I mean music. He does all kinds of different things. Really talented dude. For sure, for sure. And then another talented dude that we want to make sure we shout out. If you guys listen to the final two episodes of season two, you know that back in November we announced our nominees for the 2020 Rookie of the Year here at 520 Collective. It is our second annual award. And then we narrowed that down, and in the December episode, we were able to announce the three finalists, um, those being BRM, Hugh Holla, and Just Call Me DT. Well, the staff got together, we voted, and on January 1st, we announced our 2020 Rookie of the Year, and it happens to be Just Call Me DT, Broward's own, uh, big shout out to him, man. He had a great year. Uh, he's a great artist and looking forward to what he has going in 2021 to kind of follow it up. You know, he said, you know, I, I didn't necessarily put out the most music, uh, but I still had growth this year when you look at his numbers. Um, and I think the music that he did put out was very quality music, Jeremy. What do you think? Right, definitely. Yeah, I mean, to not have, I'm pretty sure, yeah, he doesn't have a, an album out, right? Yeah, I think it's just singles. But all like big time, I would say big time songs, you know? Oh, like, yeah. Like, uh, I've heard, I can't I mean, I've heard him early on somehow. I found, you know, I found out about him all, and this guy can really spit, you know? And, uh, 
just every I've been kind of keeping up with all every time he drops something and I mean it's always quality you know all around production you know bars all of it. it's always really high quality so for sure for sure man um you know like dude the other guys that were you know, finalists, you know, definitely a shout out to them too. BRM and Hugh Holly, they had great years as well. Um, two very gifted artists in their own right, man. So shout out to them as well. Um, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting to, to follow up. You know, we've had, so in 2019, we had Coop, who was rookie of the year for us. And then in, of course, 2020, just call me DT. So those are two strong artists, man. It's going to be interesting to see who steps up um, and who kind of catches our eyes. I mean, there's, there, dude, there's a couple of artists that I think early on here I'm going to keep my eyes on that um, and see what they have going for them. But, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say anything yet. I'm going to just hold on tight. But, man, if you're listening and you got some artists that you're keeping your eye on, you think that we need to make sure we're seeing them, like I said, Hit up our Anchor account, anchor.fm slash 520-collective. Leave us a voicemail. Let us know what artists are you excited about in 2021. We'd love to hear you. And if we don't know them, we want to check them out. So make sure you put them on our radar. Jump on there. Leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash 520-collective. So, Jeremy, you were talking about uh, the growth there for Coop. Um, and that segues into we got a little bit of growth happening around here as well, man. Uh some cool stuff that we're excited about. We uh, we launched our own Discord server. And for you guys who have not been on Discord, I'd really urge you to jump on there and check it out. It's really cool. Uh, if you lo- if you kind of miss the old school kind of throwback message boards that went along with early Christian hip hop, you know, they were kind of a staple. And that was a big part of communication. It's got a little bit of that, right? So it's got the kind of the message board feel. It's got you know, the messenger type feel of, you know, some of the popular message apps, uh, but it also allows us to do some cool stuff. Uh, for example, on new year's day night, we actually went live for the first time as a platform, uh, through our discord, like me and Nate were able to jump on and, uh, Jeremy, you were on there a part of it as well. We were able to talk about our favorite projects of 2020 and we've got some cool stuff planned guys. Um, if you're listening, you know, and it's the 15th when we drop the podcast, uh, this Saturday, the 16th, we are actually going to be starting our artist interview live series on Discord, and we're kicking that off with Big Lank. Uh, Lank dropped his project right at the end of the year, the Frustrated Producer, so excited to get on there and chop it up with Lank on our Discord. And then uh, on the 23rd, Jeremy, you're going to be jumping on and chopping it up with um our guy microphone who's dropping uh the first song as part of 520 presents you know our our brand 520 presents uh for the new year uh we got his song through it all with um we's the satellite kid dropping so you guys are gonna hop on there and talk about that so jeremy i want to get your thoughts man and, and get your point of view on you know, just like what, 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 what the discord thing is all about and why you think people need to join it. But, you know, definitely make sure you guys are hopping in there, have that communication and check out some of the cool exclusive stuff we're doing. But what, what do you think, Jeremy, what's been cool about discord for you? I think, uh, the main thing 
But one of the main things that I would uh, kind of get lost in, um, you know, we were on Telegram and Group Me before that, and you know, just kind of getting lost in the mix of you know, there's so much going on through the day, and then you you don't even know what you're talking about type thing. Well, well, Discord kind of helps you, uh, you know, what is you know like uh compartmentalize, I guess you could say, because it's different parts. You know, there's music, like a little music room that you can post something like, hey, check this music out, and you can go back and see that. And then there's like other, like, reviews, beats, memes, podcasts, like there's all these different rooms where you can kind of talk to someone about something in there and, and people can kind of message. So you won't kind of, it won't all just kind of be lumped into to one long, you know, uh, thread or you know chat or whatever and just you know kind of get lost that's pretty cool plus the it's almost like the zoom but you can kind of zoom in with the discord it's all like one app so you can actually we can get on and we'll see in the future maybe have you know some way we can kind of have a an artist live and have people in the room with them and maybe ask questions you know q a or you know we have the capabilities of doing all these different things now yeah, man, I'm excited. Uh, if you want to make sure you're part of the community on Discord, hit up our Twitter account. Uh, like Jeremy said, it is at 520CHH on Twitter. And we have an invite link that you can click on right there in our bio to join our Discord community. Jump in, be part of the conversation, make connections with other people uh, in this indie CHH scene. And like he said, man, we got some stuff in the works. We don't know what all is going to happen. We got some big ideas, but we want you to be a part of it. So make sure you jump in, join us. And like we said, we're definitely rolling out the live artist interview series on there. Uh, we're looking at having those on Saturday nights. So make sure you tune in for those because we're going to have a lot of artists from across NDCHH joining us, talking about their latest, talking about what they have going on. So we want to see you there. Um, Jeremy, one thing I want to make sure to plug, uh, shout out to our guy, Darius Molin. Uh, Darius hooked us up. Uh, we put together a, uh, a playlist on Spotify of kind of our staff favorites from 2020. So it's a, a um, it's got over 50 songs on there of a wide variety of styles shout out to him for putting that together but you can check that out go to 520collective.com and uh there's an article posted with the embed and the link you can follow it check it out see if your favorite songs made it on our list as well um jeremy you know one thing that i'm super excited about and he put out a couple of tracks there before the year finished out um and he just released his project man uh in the ruins of dreamland by aka fisher tent maker music and you know we were talking to him and he was like man i'm wondering if you guys want to play one of our one of my songs from the new album on the podcast and it's like yeah let's do it um so i want it's time to roll into our featured song for this episode jeremy and it is off of that new project in the ruins of dreamland by aka fisher it is the song all that you guys can check it out in our featured video section which is a new part of the homepage there at 520collective.com right now it's pretty sweet it's a throwback to the nickelodeon uh comedy show all that so he you know kind of recreated some of the classic moments um really fun video but i'm excited to kind of 
be able to share this song with with everyone. Uh, you ready to check it out, Jeremy? Yeah, let's do it. All right, guys. So check this one out. It is all that, aka Fisher. Yeah. Oh, so y'all impressed by it, huh? Me now. See who I'm rolling with? Ain't no sin. Talking about all that. Along a thousand hills and all that yeah, yeah. Keys on keys and crowns on crowns and all that yeah. Is well on ever run out what you call that Dog that all all that For real Angel on these on stand by and all that shit King of kings and lord of lords and all that His enemies march to his drum what you call that Dog that all All talk only commas Run on sentences you born me Period You've overestimated your authority, period Sell my soul Well, why not? Okay, hold up Dot, dot, dot Better get used to these ellipses I'm still listening with my guy got And I ain't gotta rely on a guy with a suit and tie On a grip as digits like a python To get my nom on like Saigon Long as my guy still got an eye on a sparrow As the dip panty Only time I'm comparing it though Good on all that Cattle on a thousand hills and all that yeah, yeah. Keys on keys and crowns on crowns and all that This well don't ever run dry what you call that Dog got that all, all got all that For real Angel armies on standby and all that Kings of kings and lord of lords and all that His enemies march to his drum what you call that Dog got that all what you holding, I ain't impressed none And every penny earned ain't a blessed one And every lesson learned got a test coming You only doubt what's happening the devil's deal Cause you've been viewing his office from ground level steel You don't know what wealthy is Till you get a glimpse of the richest economist missed Can't put nothing in your hand while you're balling your fist By the way, I'm still working on that list Man, my guy got all that Cattle on a thousand hills and all that yeah, yeah. Keys on keys and crowns on crowns and all that This well don't ever run dry what you call that Y'all got that all, all got all that For real Angel armies on standby and all that King of kings and lord of lords and all that His enemies march to his drum what you call that Y'all got that all It's, it's, it's time for the 520 Podcast Song Breakdown, sponsored by Show Me Christ Records. All right, what's up? Shout out to Show Me Christ Records, St. Louis, Missouri, for sponsoring this month's featured song. Uh, you can check them out at showmechristrecords.com. Uh, I know Daryl and the team has a lot of good things happening, uh, a lot of stuff planned for 2021, including uh, new music from their artist Jude. So make sure you follow them. You have music. They've got playlists that they want to feature it on. So make sure you submit to them as well uh, and get your music heard. It is showmechristrecords.com. So, Jeremy, that was... The new song, All That, by A.K.A. Fisher, like we said, off Tent Maker Music. Um, I'm really interested to know, man, what did you think of this track? I thought it was very catchy. You know, I mean, I caught myself kind of singing that chorus. 
because uh, I had listened to it earlier, and uh, I mean, it kind of gets stuck in your head. So, I mean, from a marketing standpoint, that's pretty good. Um, I like uh, kind of at the end. Also, they have that little AA at the end, like that little I don't know, like a segue kind of at the end of the thing. I thought it went really good with the uh, with the song as well. For sure, for sure. You know, whenever I hit up Fisher after hearing it, man, that was exactly my feedback to him. I was like, dude, that hook is, you know, it, it gets stuck in your brain, dude. Just the that melody line. Um, man, I love the the fact that he's bringing in scripture and doing it in a way where it's just like, like, like you said, just it, it's super, like, now. It's super modern the way he does it, right? You know, but like the, the cattle on the hills and all that. Like, dude, I mean, shoot. Get out, get out of here with that stuff, man. Like, it, like here's the thing, dude, and, and I don't think near enough people know about AKA Fisher, man. And, and this dude, like, if you listen, if you go and listen to the project, which right now it's available on YouTube and it's available through, uh, tentmakermusic.com. So their Bandcamp, uh, supported site. Um, man, dude, like, here's the thing. You listen to it and you realize just how good of an artist, uh, Fisher is. And he's put together a beautiful album, man. It's got some fantastic features. Uh, you got KJ52, He's Son Lee, uh, BRM, Zay Hill, ASAP Preach. I mean, the, the, you know, it's a laundry list almost of, of features. Um, but yeah, man, all that, dude. I mean, one of the, one of the top songs on, a very good album from top to bottom. Uh, I don't know, but have you, have you got to check out any of the other tracks from In the Ruins of Dreamland? I'm listening to First Things uh, with Zay Hill and ASAP Preach. I thought it was very good as well. Yeah, how, how do you feel like it compares to uh, all that? Uh, I would say, I mean... I mean, a different type of song, I guess. I still think all, all that is a better quality, like, song. I don't know. It's like the, the uh, I think it's uh, J-Notes, maybe, was what he says, the producer on it. And uh, very good production on it, you know. And his lyrics, I want to say, I mean, he just, he rhymes so, you know, the, he has, like, clever wordplay on all that. Um I think what he was saying, something like y'all talk only commas, run on sentences, you're boring me, period. Oh, great. But I, I'm a sucker for the, for the, you know, that type of, uh, you know, rap, I guess you could say, like the metaphor and like the clever wordplay. Definitely, definitely. Oh, man. Well, guys, let us know what you thought of all that by AKA Fisher. Hit us up on social medias. Uh, drop us a voicemail on the anchor page, whatever you want to do there. We'd love to hear what you thought of it. But, uh, I think, you know, Fisher's definitely a guy I'm keeping track of what he does this year, man. I think it's going to be a good year for him, man. So Jeremy, man, I appreciate you jumping on this month with me, man. And, and hanging out on the podcast here for a little bit, man. Um, it's time that we transition into segment two, though. We got, you know, I, I was really excited for this interview, man, that we got to have for this month. Um, you know, CHH legend K drama coming on, dropping, just dropping just some great knowledge, man. And here's the thing about it. What you guys are hearing here on the podcast is only about half 
of the interview. So stick around to 520collect.com because we're going to make sure to drop the full interview soon. But we're proud to give you this segment of the interview. Uh, Jeremy, anything you got to say before we hit that up? Nope. That's it, man. I'm glad I, I got to join you. I mean, I'm excited. K-Drama, yeah, he's a, a big name to, for us to have kind of on our on our podcast. So that's, that's really well that he joined us. For sure, for sure, man. Well, dude, I'm sure we'll be seeing you on the podcast some more uh, throughout Season 3, man. So we'll be looking forward to it. But, yeah, definitely, guys, stick around after this break and check out our insider in, industry insider interview with K-Drama. Hey guys, what's up? This is Eric with 520 Collective in the 520 Collective Podcast. I want to talk to you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way possible to make a podcast. Let me break it down for you. One, it's free. That's right. No cost to use Anchor. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you. So if you want to get on platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and many, many more, then it's really, really easy, guys. You just set up an Anchor account at anchor.fm. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Again, make money, no minimum listeners. You're not going to find that anywhere else. It's everything you need to make a podcast, and it's all in one place. So go right now and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And make sure you let them know you heard it on 520 Collective Podcast. Welcome to this month's Industry Insider Interview, brought to you officially by Bookkeeper247.com. What's up and welcome to another Industry Insider Interview here on the 520 Collective Podcast. As always, this interview is being sponsored by the Bookkeeper 24-7. Check them out at thebookkeeper247.com, where they are covering the latest happenings across Christian hip-hop. Uh, Daryl and the team, man, you know, they put on for the culture. So make sure you go out and you uh, just support what they have going on. Again, it's thebookkeeper247.com. And joining me right now for this month's Industry Insider Interview, uh, man, it, it's uh, a veteran in this space. Uh, he, he's worn several hats, it seems like, and done it all well from being a rapper, producer, uh, now label owner. Uh, man, the, the list kind of goes on retro gamer, um, but joining me from Cincinnati, Ohio on here on the, um, track stars podcasting network phone line is the one and only K drama. What's going on, sir? Yo, 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 just, just living the life, man. <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So yeah, like whenever you look at the list of just the different things that you've been able to do, um, if you want to compare it to like a, an athlete, right, you might call you, you a, uh, Swiss army knife of sorts. Um, like <laughs> h- how do you describe just kind of what you do to people? 
Um, so, you know, I, when, when I think about my involvement, you know, with CHH and, and what I do, I, I tend to, I tend to look at it from, I guess, just how it, it wasn't really a choice. Um, initially it was more so like out of necessity. And so like I started rapping first, but then I needed production to rap over I'm like, well, you know, I don't know any producers. I figured I'd take a take a crack at it, and um, wasn't really that great at first, but eventually, you know, developed some skills in that way. And so, I, I feel like that's that's been the story of my life, just just sort of doing what's needed to be done. You know, if if I, if it can be delegated, great. But um, oftentimes, like that's just not the case. And so, for me, it's just you know doing what I can do out of necessity and then delegating whatever else, you know, needs to be done to someone who can do it well so that at the end of the day, like the vision is being achieved. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that sounds kind of like the, um, kind of like the typical plight, right. Of an independent artist where, um, man, I mean, at first you might have to figure out how to kind of DIY this whole thing a little bit. Um, what was, mm-hmm. I guess, just like, what did you learn from that experience that you would pass on to, you know, artists who are just getting started? Like, what what's like one piece of advice that you really stood out to you as you were going through that growing process? Uh, I would say like, don't don't be afraid to try. Um, and I know that sounds real simple, but for me, uh, I remember there was a point where I was doing a lot of my recording with a uh, theory has it and. Uh, he eventually, uh, like, because he, he didn't live too far from me, but eventually he moved to Portland to work with Braille, and so I needed a recording studio. At this point, you know, I rent, rented studios my entire, um, you know, span of, of doing music at, at, up to that point, and so, that, so I, I would say that was about, like, 10 years of doing music to where I, I relied on other people to record me and when it came to the point where i realized i'm probably gonna have to record my own music it terrified me like i'm just like i don't know if i can record myself i don't know what waves are you know i make make beats of course but making beats for me was using analog gear and using the npc 2000 or 1000 and and physical keyboards i wasn't using fruity loops or vfts or or daws and so like it really frightened me like that i was gonna have to try to do this because i'm like this is my music on the line like i might be sacrificing the quality um like that was something i was willing to delegate uh like i talked about before and so i would encourage artists like don't be afraid of like failure don't fear failure like at the end of the day there are some things we're going to do really well and then there's something we might not do you know so well but at the end of the day you don't know unless you take a crack at it and so i would say like just don't be afraid like go go forward and and just try your best and uh i think god'll 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 see what you're what you're doing for him like he'll he'll either bless what you're doing like and you'll be able to do it or he will partner you with who you need 
to, you know, carry that vision forward. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. So, you know, you, you kind of hit on it a minute ago about how you've been creating music for a, a long time. And I think, you know, just what you have contributed to Christian hip hop is pretty undeniable at, at this point. Right. I mean, uh, you get a lot of respect from those in the space and, and rightfully so. So, um, you know, I think it's, it's hard to get the chance to talk to you and not talk about air Jordan just a little bit. Right. Um, yeah, it, it, you know, the most sampled song in CHH, you know, pr- pretty easily. Um, I guess my question for you and that I think a lot of artists would benefit from, cause you know, artists are looking for, okay, that one song that's gonna, you know, kind of pop things off for me. Right. Like at what point did you realize what Air Jordan was actually going to mean for you as an artist? So I didn't realize it until well after it came out, honestly. Um, and it's funny because Air Jordan, um, it was just such, how do you say it? It was a very, like, I want to use this word, but I want to use it like, I mean it in a certain way, and I think it'll come across as I tell the story. It was a very organic, like, process. Um, like, not, not to be like, man, like, it's pure and da 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 da. But, like, I honestly did not know what Air Jordan was going to do. I had no idea. Like, I, I'm, I knew that the song was cool enough to write. Like, I, I remember being in the studio. And I remember it was really late at night and I tend to write a lot of my better songs really late at night, like the one o'clock in the morning. I don't know why that is. It just happened with several of my bigger songs. And um, Air Jordan, I remember the hook just came to me like I Air Jordan on them. Like that was the only part that I had at first. And I was like, whoa, I like that. Like, that's different. Um, but my fear with Air Jordan was that it was too too worldly like that was the fear like the fear was i'm gonna put this song out because we were already like at that point like music was still very cross movement influence reach was cross movement influence i mean lecrae was with reach um or just just finished being with Lecrae had just finished being with Cross Movement, I think, at this point. And so it was very theological, heavy music, unlike, you know, what it is today. And so I think the, the plight was, I was like, I don't want my brothers and sisters in Christ to think that this, that I'm not representing Jesus or that, or that I'm trying to compromise in order to develop a bigger platform, which there were DJs who did like I remember sending that song to record pools and I remember that was some of the feedback. Like, is this dude just trying to, you know, come up with some gimmick, you know, so that so that it catches on and blows up. And that really wasn't the case. I just honestly I had the idea and I thought it was cool. And I was like, let me run with it. And so um from there like I made the song um, and it actually Air Jordan, it, it, the beat that you hear now, like the, like the, the, the one that I ended up commercially releasing 
that's not the original version. And so, like, I had this Air Jordan, so I had performed it a few times. I really didn't think much of it, though. I just needed to, like, if I was booked to do a 30-minute concert, like, I I may have four good songs that I know I'm going to do, but then it's like, what am I going to do for the other 10 minutes? Maybe I'll talk for five, and then maybe Air Jordan, I could just, you know, kill some time with that. That's kind of how I looked at Air Jordan. Um, and then eventually, like, I... I don't even know why. I was like, man, I need a new beat for Air Jordan. Like, I didn't think the original beat was bad. I just felt like, yo, it'd be dope to make another beat for it. And so I did. And then I remember going to Virginia. I went to Virginia Beach. Um, I had a show there. And I remember performing Air Jordan. I actually had another song that I used to perform a lot called Show and Tell. And I thought Show and Tell was going to be what Air Jordan is and so i'm performing show and tell i'm thinking like yeah this this the one right here you know people liked it it was cool but then when i would perform air joy it was just something about that song and people just really gravitated to it i remember um my dude sean slaughter um he was like yo like that song is special dude you need to push it and i was just like for real like it i was sort of really i was really naive like not really seeing what the moment was and eventually it just kept growing like that to where like everybody i sent that song to like i think lecrae he was like yo can you you want to perform this um during my set at flavor fest um i had like wit from um back when he was with frontliners he was like yo can you send me the instrumental so i could remix it and like people were hitting me up, like I didn't even have an instrumental online yet, and people were like hitting me up, like just to the beat. And that's when I sort of I was like, okay, maybe this, maybe this song is more special than I think. And then eventually, like Show Baraka remixes it, and that's when, and I didn't even know he remixed it. Like he actually got the beat from Wado, um, and when he did Kobe Bryant on him, like that really took it to another stratosphere. And that was when I was like, oh, this song is like, wow. Like, this is this is going to be a memorable song for the rest of my life. Like, that's when that hit me. And so, like, for artists out there, it's just like, sometimes you don't know what you have. And that's why it's good to have people around you as a good soundboard, because they can tell you what's hot, what's not. Um and, and and you even can't you can't even listen to that a hundred percent either. You at the end of the day, like just gotta go with your gut and go with the spirit of leading. Because like I said, I had DJs that were really not feeling that song. And had I listened to the DJs and been like, oh man, like the DJs don't think it's good. Maybe I shouldn't put it out. Then we might not even have a ear to it. You know what I'm saying? So. I would say, like, you know, at the end of the day, you do got to stick with your guns, but um, it's good to have people in your corner who 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 aren't yes men, who are going to be a good soundboard, and just create, like, because, like I said, you never know what you have your hands on. I didn't know Air Jordan was that special until maybe maybe a year after performing it. Like, that's when it really started taking off. Like, it wasn't, like, this overnight thing. Like, I had made that song in 07 and it didn't really take off until early 09 um so that was that was just you know something and and, and sometimes people want me to like replicate that like, i had a dude hit me up so i just did this a different world challenge 
And um, this dude hit me up like, yo, like, we need to make another Air Jordan type song. Like, I don't know if I could do that. I mean, of course I would love to do that, but that's like catching lightning in a bottle for me. Like, I just don't sit around trying to make the next Air Jordan. It was just such a special moment. So it was so organic. Like, I don't know if I could just replicate that. Um, so, you know, that's that. That's what's up. That's what's up. Guys, again, joining me on the Track Stars Podcasting Network phone line is K Drama. Man, you've kind of taken another step now. So you went from, you know, you, you have your artistry, you have the production side, and now you've stepped into, um, you know, working on your own label, right? Uh, after being an independent artist for a little bit. Um, talk about playwright music and what you have going on uh, in that world. So playwright is funny. Um, you don't have some people who who may know this that's listening. Um, so originally, I had a label when I was a when I was in high school. Like the whole deal was, I used to send my demos to all these labels. Like like that was popping. Like I sent it to Grape Tree. I sent it to Eternal Funk Records with with Unity Clan. Like all these groups that are like in all the record stores at the time. And of course nobody gave me the light of day and 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 reasonably so. Like but back then I'm like, yo, like I was kinda <laughs> I guess I was kinda arrogant just to think like, yo, I'm I'm hot and somebody needs to sign this kid. Like, I'm about to kill it. Like I ain't seeing you know, and so for me, I was like, Well, if these labels aren't gonna sign me, I'm gonna just sign myself. And so I started this label called This Quick Records um, back in like um, 2001. And I did that through when Boom Baptism dropped. So even when I came out with like Behind the Glory, um, it was like a joint venture. And then with Cross Movement, that's when I kind of dropped the This Click thing. And with the artists with Cross Movement. But I was like, I, I don't want to call it K-Drama Music. But I want to, you know, figure out, like... So, I, I always wanted to start a label, um, like, like legitimately. Um, like, cause I had artists on this click. Um, but only one dropped an album. I had, like, at one point, I think we had, like, nine artists on a label. But it was more just... More of a group. It wasn't really a label. It was more like... I mean, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. But, um, I only had one dude. My dude, Big Steve who actually dropped a record on this record. And so that was just the thing, you know, back then, like, no limit. Like, Master P had the tank. Cash Money had the dollar sign. Like, Death Row had the electric chip. You know, they all had these emblems. That was just, you wanted to have, like, a chain with your emblem on your neck. Like, I used to have a no limit chain, actually. Like, that. I used to... Before I got saved, I used to wear it to school all the time. And so, like, that was just the thing. And so, but when I matured a little bit and, and grew, grew up, I was like, eventually, I just, I just wanted to start a label, um, like, because I want to, A, like, I don't want to release music on K-drama music. I, was like, I feel like I'd be a little more creative than that. Um, and then, two... And, like, pivoting off of that, I'm like, if I have other artists, I don't want them to say I'm signing K-drama music. But I was like, it'd be dope to have, like, a 
cool names. So that was literally the thing that held me back for years. It was like once I get a name, um, then you know I'm a I'm a run with it. And to be honest, like playwright music, it kind of just came about. Like I just one day. Like, I bounced all these other names. Like, my wife keeps it straight, like, 100. And so I gave her all these different names. She was like, that's terrible, that's whack, that's horrible, don't call it that. And so one day, like, playwright just popped up in my head because I'm thinking K-drama, playwright music. Because K-drama is like, I act out the king. I'm like, ah, playwright, you know, a person who writes plays is like, it's basically the same thing, in essence. Um... Like, as far as how I look at my name versus playwright. And so I'm like, really, it is K-drama music. It's just it's just encapsulated with a better representation of that. So playwright music, I'm like, yo, I want to write. I want to write, like, I want to act out the king through what I write, basically. And so um, once I came up with that, I'm like, oh, dope. And it's funny, like, I came up with right around the top. I came up with that was when I met my first artist, Scott Sim. And so, like, it was just like, all right, God, I see you. Like, your timing is perfect. And so, like, eventually I signed him and then I found another artist named Will Riley. And they're both no longer with Playwright, but, like, we're still cool and everything's good. But, you know, we came out with several collab albums and then I came out with some stuff. They came out with solo stuff. And so I'm sort of in the process of trying to find new artists, new talent. Um, because I'm trying to, like, on the entrepreneurship side, like, I'm trying to develop more strength of income that I don't have to, I don't have to put in as much work for, you know, if I can leverage my platform for somebody else and they can, for me in turn, you know, provide me income for my services, then it's a win-win. And so, um, that's really what I'm looking for now. Just kind of keeping my ear out. But until then, you know, I'm not, I'm like, yo, like I got plenty of that I plan on dropping and I've been dropping. So if anything, playwright right now just serves as an outlet for me to drop my own music. And so, um, so yeah, so like, you know, I just really for me, it's just the name. Um, and <laughs> I mean, I would call it K drama music, but I just don't think it sounds so that's that's really what that is um but i guess that's really what a label is like when you think about it it's just it's a collection it's an umbrella um and i'm just under that umbrella so that's what's up so um when you're looking at potential artists that you know you might want to start those discussions with and bring like what kind of attributes are you looking for when you're kind of checking out an artist so I think first impression makes a lot of like it means a lot. Uh, when I hear an artist for the first time, like actually both of the artists that I had signed, both Scott and Rail, I saw them perform live first. Um, and so seeing them perform live, they both killed it. Like these are two different shows. One was at a birthday party for. Um, twin 12 year olds 12 year old girls um, so you gotta imagine like the scenario um, not not an ideal show for me at all but of course I, I loved doing it it was great um, that's where I met Scott Sims 
and he tilted as if he was singing for thousands of people opening up for for Lecrae. Like that's how I came off. And I was like, yo, this dude his his concert his his live stage presence is dope. And then his songs are dope. Cause oftentimes you could be dope live, but and I've had this happen so many times where I hear somebody live, they're great, but their live show doesn't translate in their studio recording. Like I hear the album and I'm just like, ah, it just doesn't have the same energy. Some people perform better in public than they do in the studio, and that's okay. Um, but for me, I'm looking for a bit of both. Um, same with my dude Rail. Like when I saw him perform, like he just he smashed it. He was creative. Like I remember he took a selfie in the crowd. Like, but he had it like synced up with his music. But he actually took the picture. Like it wasn't just a sound effect. Like he did it. Like it was just timing was perfect. And then then he posted the picture on his Instagram. Like it was just stuff like that. Like going that extra mile. That is like wow. Like that's cool. That's creative. What else can you come up with? And so I think those two things, but then the thing that's really going to carry you, like, because I can sign you, but do you have the work ethic? And I think oftentimes just it's easy for artists to be artists and make the music, but the work ethic isn't there to do everything else. And it's like, yo, the music's only the first step. Like there's just there's so much more you have to do than be an artist, and if you don't realize that at some point you're gonna get left behind and you're you're gonna end up obsolete. Um, and so yeah, I look for those three things like creativity, dope music, work ethic. I think those are the things I look for. So like even I just did this a different world challenge. There's a few artists. I'm like, yo, they were dope. Like, so my next step is listening to their music, like going on their Spotify, seeing what kind of songs they come up with on their own. And, you know, it, but if I was to actually talk to them, like, yo, like, I would love to work with you. I want to get a sense of their work ethic through our conversation. Like, are you, are you going to be able to keep up with me? Cause my work ethic, you know, is, like, yo, my life depends on this. That's the kind of work ethic I operate with. Like, I wake up dumb early and I go as hard as I can until it's time to quit. And that's what I'm expecting from any artist that I'm working with. Like, if, if you can't keep up with me on the track, um, then we're not going to be a good fit because I'm going to just get frustrated that you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Man, that's good stuff, man. And, and that's what uh, artists need to hear. You know what I'm saying? Because um, there's some of them who, who maybe get it. There's some of them who just do certain things naturally. And then there's some of them who have no idea, right? So I think the more that we can give them that uh, insight, man, the better. Um, so yeah. get ready to come and up. I, I mean, and I'll say this too. Like, if you don't know it, that's okay. Like, for me, like someone like like we gotta teach like we can't. It's one thing if you teach them, like if you don't know, and I teach you, but you don't implement it, then that's when it's like ah, 
Like that could have that could this could have been dope. But because you don't want to work at it, like it just falls by the wayside. And so yeah, people don't know. Like oftentimes they don't know the game. Like that's why that's why you have your show. You know, you're putting people on game. But if people listen to your show and then they don't do nothing with it. Then it's like, why did you even listen? Did you just want your ears tickled? Or are you really trying to take things, get these nuggets, you know, and apply them so that you can, you know, make the most of your situation? So, like, people got to be able they it's information without application is useless. Like, you got to take what you hear and you got to apply it or else it's just no point. There's no point of even knowing it. For sure, for sure. Well, man, as we're getting ready to roll into, you know, this this new year, this you know, twenty twenty one, what should people um, maybe be keeping an eye out for as far as playwright music is concerned? Man, is there any plans, anything in the works uh, that, that you're yeah, yeah, um, I'm super excited about twenty twenty one. Like I was, ex- I was excited about twenty twenty, and obviously, it's been the most like unusual year of of all my life um but i feel like a lot of great things happen in 2020 um still like i don't look at it like throw it in the trash you know i see a lot of it and it's like nah i'm not gonna do that like god still like god uses a lot of things um to teach us things the cultures to grow us um and so i felt like this was a, a growing year like in a lot of ways um and so uh 2021 i'm just gonna kind of build on i, w- I want to build on on what i did in 2020 with just releasing a lot of music uh, a lot of singles like 2020 i released a lot of singles 2021 i plan on releasing a lot of projects like i'm going to kind of <laughs> i'm going to try something new because we live in this you know like music just doesn't have a shelf life it once had and i'm like you know, part of me is like, you know, I don't want to oversaturate the market, but at the same time, I don't feel like you can because music just has such a short shelf life unless you just really make something that just just changes the game. So I plan on doing a lot of different, um, like, I, if things go the way I envision they go, I might release three or four projects in 2021. Now, they're not all going to... One's not... One will be an album, you know, 14 songs. One might be a compilation album, same amount of tracks. And then two EPs. Like, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Like, and then... Because I'm even thinking in the 2022, where, like, I want to do, like, a We Fit Part 2. A lot of people have been... Like, yo, you should do a Wii Fit too. And I'm like, yeah, that would be dope. So, like, I'm thinking kind of like how you got Cobra Kai coming off a of Karate Kid, you know, and everybody's doing reboot. Well, I don't really see that musically. Um, and so I'm kind of delving into that, seeing what it looks like. And worst case scenario, it, it just doesn't do well. And then you release another project. So it's kind of, yeah. So, so, yeah, expect a lot of music, though, from me. And then I'm hoping, you know, I hope I meet some artists uh digitally obviously um that i can work with and you know partner with and and and, you know work with on playwright so uh so yeah 2021 is gonna be it's gonna be great it's gonna be popping that's what's up that's what's up so if 
where do people need to go in order to follow what you have going on and just support uh, the music? So I'm, I'm pretty active on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So uh, Twitter and Instagram handle is at KDrama513. Facebook, you can just type in KDrama. I should be the first thing that pops up. You know, it should be able to stay in tune there. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, man, we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to just hop on here and talk with us. Um, man, we appreciate it. Uh, you know, might might hit you up again in the future. See if we can get some more nuggets from you, if that's all right. Yeah, yeah. Let me know. I'm, I'm truly, you know, truly honored for the opportunity. You know, grateful for your platform. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a blessing being on with you. Thank you, thank you. We we appreciate it for sure. So, guys, once again, that was K Drama. Uh, definitely grateful for him taking a little time to talk with us on this episode of the podcast. And as always, shout out to our episode sponsors, including the Bookkeeper Twenty Four Seven. We will see you guys on the next pod. <laughs>